0: Hello everyone! Thanks for joining us. This is sipping tea with Nat and Z. I'm Nat,
1: and I'm Z. Hello, hello.
0: Hola, cómo estás?
1: Uh, <laughs> ah, see I see.
0: Ah, sí, sí. Understand? I don't remember. Um, what's understand is in a comprehendo? Com- comprende. Like, comprende. <laughs> comprende. Oh,
1: yeah,
0: comprende. No comprende with the other yeah. stuff today.
1: Yeah,
0: yeah, folks. Don't just add an O on something and think it's Spanish because it's not. Oh yeah, don't just like that. I did. Don't do that. Don't do that.
1: No, don't What's do going that. on? Um, let's see. Not much. We could just jump into what we're talking about the deck today because mm-hmm. we have so much. Yeah. Um, um and this because it's uh, uh blah 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 blah. blah. Rewind. <laughs> this episode is called envy and jealousy. Mm-hmm. You can hate me now. So, uh, it's a lot to cover. So, we could just jump right into the tea of the day. Mm-hmm. Um, we are not tea experts. You should speak to your doctor when drinking herbal tea as there are potential side effects. Um, you should not substitute this for medication and nor are we affiliated with any of these companies.
0: All right. So, the tea on the table today is Jealous Pearls Oolong Tea. Um, right? Its ingredients include a gently rumpled green tea that has just started to journey towards an oolong. Its origin is in China. If you like the taste, if you like the complexity of the classic jasmine crossed with the green tea kunyon yin. I hope I did not kun butcher that. Yin. Yeah, I hope I didn't butcher that. You will be blown away when you taste this one. It's a subtle jasmine orchid undertone with a sweet honey undertone. And it's great for several infusions, which means you can use it with libations should you choose. Just that's an infusion that I just want to throw out there. Aroma and color—it's floral and sweet, and a moderate level of caffeine. So some some to go along with what we're talking about today with the jealous pearls and whatnot. So yes. enjoy. Yes.
1: that's
0: delicious. Delicioso. There's so, that yeah. O again.
1: Yes, delicioso. <laughs> So there's a, a few um, things for hot tea today. Um, one, if you have heard, uh, the one third of the rap group Migos takeoff was mm-hmm. tragically killed. Um, and it's sad because from all accounts, he was just a really good dude. Didn't start nothing, was very quiet, very, mm-hmm. you know, wasn't he busy. sitting down? No, he was standing. up. Oh. so apparently, what happened was originally the story came out that there was a dice game, right? Um, and Quavo got into it with somebody who was shooting dice, and then when um, Takeoff jumped up to see what the commotion was, he got shot in the melee. Um Reports have now come mm. out that that is not the case; mm-hmm. that he was shot and killed over a argument based on a hypothetical basketball game
0: are you serious
1: yes so not a basketball game that they actually played but a hype who would basically win a basketball game and I don't even think he was even in the conversation per se but then the shots rang out and he got shot in the head and in the chest from what I've been hearing he was in Houston with Quavo um for a basketball, for a birthday, for Jay Prince's son. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you don't know who Jay Prince is, Jay Prince is huge in the Houston music um, scene. He supposedly has mob ties, mob connections. It's like I'm learning more and more about this. I've always knew the hip hop culture, yeah. but I'm learning. What I'm learning now is that when you go to certain cities in certain areas, there are certain people you're supposed to check in with. Oh. And with these people, they'll let you know if it's cool to be there. Or and if not. it is cool to be there, they'll offer some form of protection. Right. So, apparently, anytime you're with Jay Prince or Jay Prince's son, you're guaranteed protection. Clearly, that did not happen. Jay Prince, uh, her crew, was the only crew that was allowed to even have guns. So, it's safe to say that their crew, his crew, was the
0: perpetrators, crew, the
1: perpetrators of this crime. Um. Also, during the mix of it... And and let's be clear, a lot of people are now saying that Jay Prince doesn't even really have as much clout as he claims to. He may have had it previously, which I know he did. Uh But he's done... He he had a lot of... um, I think it's Rap-A-Lot Records. That was his record label. So Uh he was, you know, very close to the Ghetto Boys, Uh, um, Scarface. mm -hmm. So, like, he's who you see in Houston. He squashed a lot of beef. Like, uh, Drake owes a lot to him. I don't know what kind of debt. (laughs) But Drake is indebted to him in a big way. And I'm not sure how or why. He has something on Drake because Drake does whatever he says. Um, Oh. So it's just, there's a lot there to unpack. And I just, it's sad because yeah. Black men deserve to grow old and they're just not being able yeah. to, for a variety of reasons, right? And it's just consistently sad to see Black young men taken out yeah. for reasons Senseless. that don't make any sense. And, and then there's another part to this where the Migos broke up. Um, and everybody was saying that it was takeoff and Quavo were beefing with... Um, uh, offset, which is Cardi B's husband, right. but that's not the case. He actually was still cool with Takeoff. Takeoff was just not involved in the drama. It was, the beef was actually between Playbo and Take and and Offset. And so, uh. you know, I'm hoping that this unfortunate event brings them close together because, mm-hmm. like, you don't need to be beefing off of. They were this about episode.
0: to um, drop an album. To well, our... they did.
1: They did. They either dropped it already, or the Quavo and and takeoff collaboration,
0: um, the few, yeah, nephew and something, uncle nephew. nephew,
1: or few, few. uncle like because Quavo is takeoff's uncle.
0: <laughs> so oh.
1: yeah, yeah. And then they're related to Offset somehow by cousin. They're they're That's related okay. by blood. Like, so well, they're like he's like cousins with them or something. And I don't know if he's like cousins with Takeoff. And because Takeoff is.
0: The nephew, um,
1: the nephew. That that's how it is. But they're family, so that, I just feel bad because it's like the third or fourth rapper we've talked. Yeah, about, until, just um, random. And I remember growing up at the like if at this juncture, right? Like in our twenties, um, where we lost two big rappers, we lost Biggie and Tupac, and mm-hmm. that hit our community very hard. And so I'm not saying that these people are on the same level, but I'm pretty sure that the tragedy, the the, the the nature of the death is probably hitting them just as right. difficult as it was hitting us um, when yeah. we were hearing about Biggie and Tupac dying. So I really, you Sad. know, blessings to this family, and I just hope that they're able to, you know, I don't know, find some peace because it, this is this is hard. Um, let's switch zones a little bit. So, whoja child chow Drake? Okay, so. Drake is the ultimate fuckboy. We all know this, right? <laughs> like, he just is. And those are just facts. Like Drake is talking. So let's let's back up. So Drake has a new album out called right. "Her Loss," and it's in collaboration with Twenty One Savage. And he's ruffled a lot of feathers. He got the girls tussling oh. in the comments because what? he's mentioned some situations that he shouldn't have really. I feel like he shouldn't have mentioned and. I'm going to deconstruct this a little bit because there's a lot to this. So the first thing is, in this song, in one of the songs, he talks about how Serena, he was like, side note, Serena, your husband's a groupie. Now, why are you calling out this white man? What? Very unproblematic. I have no idea. You and Serena, Ben broke up. Right. And you basically sound like a bitter Betty. Like, why are you coming at her husband? So he came out and was just like, you know, the reason why I stay winning is because, um, I do something something he was like and I stay um, and because I'm a groupie for my wife and my daughter so that was a classy clap back right but then he comes and he says a line was like she lied about getting shots but it's okay because she's still a stallion uh. and that clearly was anybody can read yes it's a double entendre we all know that you know he's saying shots in the ass but it doesn't matter right. she's still built like a stallion we all know that stallion is me, Megan. the well-built, tall, mm-hmm. burnt, you know, statuesque woman. We yes. know that, right? Yes. But we also know that Stallion is Megan the Stallion, and right. Megan the Stallion got shot. So he's like, she's lying about getting shot. So it's a double entendre, right? But it's class. It is so classless. It's just like, why are you even so? Why are you even saying sh- stuff like that? Right. right,
0: bringing people into stuff.
1: And it's 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 just apparent that. Once again, black women consistently get disrespected. There was no need to bring it in there double entendre or nothing. Yes, okay, you are a wordsmith. Blah blah blah, blah. But right. here's the other thing. So then I don't know who y'all if y'all know who little yachty is, but mm-hmm. little yachty comes out was like, oh, it's just double entendre, it's just a word play, it's just a play on words, y'all are getting too sensitive. So people started coming at him like, you act like you wrote the lyrics. Well, come to find out, he is a writer on the song. So people are thinking that he wrote the lyric drake rapped the lyric and now drake is getting the beef from it when the energy well the energy if if you literally wrote it which i think he did because why are you coming out to say oh, all of this about a song and then it comes to find out you got writing credits on it yeah you probably wrote that lyric and now here we are once again tearing down black women for the benefit of whatever and i was like okay i don't think it could get any worse than this right because he's saying her loss but really sir what you're saying is you're just bitter that nobody like why don't you come for rihanna because clearly if anybody is really yeah. your law because you had rihanna you lost her because you had sex with the you, you first of all you're calling serena husbands a groupie but you had a baby by a groupie not just Bing, anybody, a porn star <laughs> so let's 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 get that straight you had sex unprotected with a porn star and wound up having a child with her. So let's, that's let's back down. Okay. That's, that's number one and an unattractive one at that, but that's neither yeah. here nor there. <laughs> so then you come at Serena, Serena's husband don't bother nobody. You come at Megan, Megan don't bother nobody. You saying it's her loss, but it's really your loss. And then why are you the only one who 21 savages on here too? But I didn't hear now. It could be, but I, cause I didn't know to the whole album. It could be some problematic, um things that 21 Savage said, but I've just been hearing the stuff that Drake said. And Drake has been coming after black women specifically and it's sickening. So then I was like, well it can't get any worse than this, right? But it did. Oh, and no. here's why I did it did this morning. So I'm scrolling, I'm perusing IG. Um and so Drake and 21 Savage have been doing these like faux like rollout things that make you think it's something that it's really not. So first okay. they show like a Vogue magazine. So everybody's like, oh, they're on the cover of Vogue. It was a fake Vogue magazine cover that they made. And then he made another, it was like something else that he did that everybody thought was real, but it wasn't. It was fake. It was like a, a I forgot what it was. The first, it was like the first rollout of uh-huh. it. So then last, this morning, I saw Michael B. Jordan, it would appeared to be on a Saturday Night Live set. And it was just like introducing musical guests um, he was like with one of the uh, albums that most of us can relate to this year or something. It was like Drake and Twenty One Savage, right? Her loss. So I'm like, why would he? And I was like, so really now Michael B. Jordan's being messy because of course Michael B. Jordan got dumped by Lori Harvey, and now oh. he is like, oh, oh let me her, get on loss. It. her loss. And they wasn't. They weren't even on Saturday Night Live. It was like a. It was like a skit. <laughs> are they I'm bored like, maybe they're work. bored
0: rich people today, wealthy people are bored they own not i don't day.
1: know but people have given i think drake is just on some light-skinned uh, ninja shit that's just he just doing stuff and people have given him too many passes and and he's just messy and yeah. and it's just like it's just too much it's just too much and this girl has been traumatized and y'all just keep traumatizing her over and over again from being shot now people say well she didn't really get shot she shot on she stepped on glass what so the the doctors telling them they pulled out bullet fragments they lied apparently and if the glass was broke how'd get broke somebody had to shoot something he had a gun on him right she he just wasn't hopping out the
0: car and stepped on glass
1: Right. And we've seen now that Tory Lanez does have problematic behavior, which we already knew because he his one of his ex-girlfriends said she was he was abusive to her. Oh. Now it's he's didn't beat up August Alsina. What? Yeah, you didn't uh, we didn't talk about that. Girl no. Who he but he beat up August Alsina and now he's on house arrest for that because he violated the conditions of, of his, his bond. <clears throat> so now he's on house arrest until the hearing with Megan Thee Stallion
0: what
1: yes girl what's going on yeah. with our youth
0: youth youth
1: well look at the education system I mean, yes i mean i mean i, I we mm. just had this conversation about how like scores were down mm-hmm. math scores and all that have been had dropped like 10 percent or something crazy um post pandemic. pandemic oh yeah for sure but we'll just say that that was a fluke we'll wait for like a couple more years to see how this pans out because you can expect things just to be off kilter because of that yeah. pandemic, because you haven't. But these kids are stupid. Re- like, even before yeah. the pandemic, these kids were stupid. Yeah. Critical thinking is not there.
0: Comprehension. I, guess, okay. I think we talked about the reading comprehension yeah, or reading lack thereof.
1: Comprehension of. is not Problem there. solving. Not there. Conflict
0: resolution. Not
1: there. None
0: of those things are there, which is why kids not are there. popping off and shooting. Not- Let me tell you.
1: <sighs> I. We've we've had this conversation prior, like we've had touches of this conversation previously. Um, And I just, I think I had this conversation recently with Tisha about our children. Mm -hmm. One of the things that I think I've been priding myself on as a parent, even though it does come bite me back in the ass, is teaching Charlie how to manage her emotions, how to express her emotions and how to tell me how she feels. Mm -hmm. So when she gets angry she lashes out she does things cuz she's four she's a toddler so mm-hmm. when she doesn't get her way she, you expect her to act like a toddler is supposed to act but one of the things that she has learned to do is when she's acting like that she tells me now why she's acting like that mm. so for example we were at tennis on saturday mm-hmm. she was she asked if she can have mcdonald's for lunch we don't do a fast food a lot so i said like, sure when we leave t- tennis you can go get we can go stop and get mcdonald's for lunch mm-hmm. She started acting out a little bit in tennis, not paying attention. She wanted to do what she wanted to do. So because she wasn't allowed to do something that she wanted to do, she kind of like just crossed her arms and just stood there. And then when her body went limp, when the coach was trying to get her to hold her racket, like, you know, typical toddler (laughs) behavior. So when we left, I told her, you didn't behave well, because she was like, now we're going to go to McDonald's. I was like, mm, I don't think so, because right. you you did well up until a point. And then it, I, I was like, Mommy tried to have a conversation with you, weren't listening to Coach Eric. And it was very, I was like, you disappointed Mommy. And Mommy, that that really uh, was like hurt Mommy's feelings, because you weren't listening, and you weren't listening to me. So she starts acting out and going crazy. I want McDonald's. Like, well, I don't think we're going to be able to get McDonald's. And I was like, especially not with the behavior you're exhibiting right now. And then she crossed her arms. "Mm, You are hurting my feelings and you are making me very mad.
0: (laughs) Thank you for sharing, Charlie.
1: And I said, well, why am I making you very mad? Why am I hurting your feelings? because you're not giving me, you're telling me I cannot have McDonald's. So, I'm getting her to verbalize it more than to just act out. A lot of parents haven't done that with their children, and let's be honest, a lot of us weren't raised that way. Right. We were to be seen and not heard. Mm-hmm. So we didn't really get an opportunity to explain to our parents how bad we felt in the moment. Agreed. Like yes, I understand that I did something wrong, but the way you are reacting towards me is hurting my feelings.
0: Right. Right.
1: And I just wish that we took some time to really listen to our children and give them the goal the the tools that are necessary to navigate conflict discomfort <sighs> um, and what we're talking about today envy and jealousy because a lot of times mm-hmm. a lot of these things that are taking place where we are is rooted in some form of envy or jealousy, jealousy or, or, or or people not being able to really fully harness that energy and and deal with it appropriately Agreed. men have been told at our age if you look at gen x and older a lot of men were told not to cry suck it up yeah you're not that hurt why are we teaching our boys to not be able because guess what happens all that pent-up mm. emotion turns into aggression
0: yep and it's and gonna come it out some out, way
1: and it comes out in these violent ways yeah now not to say that all violence is stemming from that type of disconnect in the parenting right there's a lot of other things where we can get deeper into like the government and all that. But this is this is what I'm saying. So, um I know I went off a little tangent here, but stop teaching your children to be light like skinned Drakes and
0: <laughs> <laughs> You're funny.
1: Stop teaching your children to be like Drake and and be like the people that kill takeoff and let's just come on people, just get Problem it solving,
0: I'm- man, and emotion <laughs> control.
1: Like I'm tired of seeing Kanye. I'm tired of seeing (sighs) stuff about Kyrie. I'm just tired. And
0: man, that whole situation.
1: And there's things that I could say about the Kyrie situation that I'm just not going to say here. There are there are things that need to be corrected. There are behaviors that need to be corrected. But they're also why are we so hell bent on talking about these two black men? Thank you. Which rightfully they need to be talked about. Mm -hmm. But Brett Favre out here. Thank you. Just frauding the whole welfare system, money nothing from
0: people that need it in the welfare system. Well whatever system it was the welfare system, housing right. system. Right.
1: Yeah. Elon Musk out here just tearing Twitter apart, laying off people left and right. This white <laughs> man is unhinged. And we and right before the election Okay?
0: Who giving people the platform to
1: Right before midterm. Boom. Mm. Ain't nobody talk about that. All we want to talk about is Kyrie and Kanye. I don't understand. But mm. let's just go ahead Take a quick break and then come back to our tea talk
0: segment. And we're back. So what we were talking about um, this topic today, envy and jealousy. You can hate me now. Y'all know the song. I'm not going to sing it. I'm a little rough on the voice this morning. So, Just to give you all, I know we all kind of touched upon the envy and jealousy and how that um, can be a root of some of the behavior that Z was talking about. But officially, um, there's a quote from Brenna Brown about jealousy is when we fear losing a relationship or a part of a valued relationship that we already have. And then she goes on to explain that it doesn't appear to be a singular emotion, but rather a toxic mashup of anger, sadness, and fear. So no wonder it hits you in the gut, either, either if you're having en- en- envy or jealousy. It's a very strong emotion and feeling. So though many people consider envy and jealousy the same thing, they're not. And when I was reading this, I kind of didn't, I didn't, when we were doing research for this, I hadn't really thought about it. I kind of thought they were interchangeable to a degree, but they're really not. They actually yeah. have distinct meanings. Envy is the painful feeling of wanting what someone else has, like attributes or possessions. So if you're jealous, you feel threatened, protective, or fearful of losing one's position or situation to someone else. But they go kind of a lot of times they go hand in hand. So envy requires at least two parties, but definitely, you know, not more or less, but at least two parties. For some, for someone else has a good grade on exam, someone else has a nice car, or something like that, and you don't, right? And it can be used in different contexts. It can be used as a noun. The envy she felt for towards her sister for getting a new car was ve- definitely apparent. I didn't even know you could like break them down like this. It was fascinating to me, right? You know, it can also be used as a verb. I envied John because he got a bike for Christmas and I didn't. And then, lastly, as an adjective. So a form of feeling envious. So I was an envious of somebody else for getting all the attention and the accolades from an award ceremony that I didn't get.
1: This is very interesting because, again, I didn't know that envy and jelly weren't... Uh, envy and jelly. <laughs> Don't envy be jelly. Jeal- jealousy weren't synonymous. I right. thought you can use them interchangeably, mm-hmm.
0: but
1: clearly you cannot.
0: It's fascinating. And, and I could see how... It's, um, it's complicated for some folks to separate those two emotions. And when you're getting into jealousy, it requires three parties. For example, like your best friend has a new friend and you feel like you're getting replaced. And you're like, you know, or it's your partner is hanging out more with the buddies or, or the girlfriends and they are getting more of their attention than you were. So now you're kind of feeling like you were yeah. replaced.
1: Yeah, or you break up with somebody and then mm. you you find out that they are with somebody else.
0: That part, that that's, that's being used as an adjective because it can yeah. also be broken down. My girlfriend's a bit jealous when I talk to other girls. She doesn't know. You think? You think? Just, I mean, I know some people don't care, but that's usually a biggie. But, you know, I digress. Just saying. But then it can also be used, on the other hand, as a noun. Um, in the sense of I couldn't handle the jealousy that someone was projecting on me. So after years of marriage, I divorced. So somebody's jealous behavior can just drive you to the point where you're like, I, ca- I can't do that. But it's some, it's your, you're dealing with somebody else's emotions and you're trying to adjust for what you want to do. And sometimes you leave it in that situation. You leave the situation right but you know but they, keep in mind there's no verb for jealousy um like there was for envy but it's a fascinating uh breakdown of that is the a, English a wo- very English.
1: but that is a very detailed breakdown of envy mm-hmm. and jealousy because again it was not something that we thought about <clears throat> prior to this as being two separate types of emotion
0: right right and
1: so When we were doing the research and we were talking about, okay, what is the anatomy of jealousy? What is the anatomy of envy? What what makes up these things? Well, when you look at jealousy and the anatomy of it, you know, it's often thought of just in the context of a romantic relationship, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. Like a boyfriend forbids his girlfriend from talking to other men or a person can't stand to see her old flame post pictures with a new partner on Facebook or Instagram or wherever you get your face, your, your... (laughs) Photo, <laughs> photo stalking. <laughs>
0: <laughs> However you choose to um, engage in that.
1: <laughs> right. But the feeling can occur in almost every type of human relationship, which is, it. I mean, that I thought was something that was a bit apparent because you can have friends, even though you know how I feel. I don't like using the term jealous. I don't like using that term. And we were thinking about, well, we'll get into this a little bit more because I was mm-hmm. thinking about the times that I may have felt envious or jealous. Um, right. But we'll get into that after we <coughs> dive a little deeper into the anatomy of, of envy. But, um, you know, you can have siblings competing for the parental mm-hmm. uh, parental affection and attention. You could have co-workers who are vying for the uh, respect of their boss and there be jealousy in that type of relationship. Um, it can be a very painful emotion to experience. Um, but. Some psychologists feel that it's not an emotion that should uh, be suppressed, but but one to be heed. And I don't know. I don't particularly agree with that, mm-hmm. but I'm not a psychologist, so <laughs> there you go. Um,
0: <laughs> I would think it kind of makes you kind of, it's like a giving you moment to pause, to kind of check yourself.
1: Oh, uh, well, yeah. You yeah, know, yeah. like,
0: what am I doing? Like, why am I oh, jealous okay.
1: or envious gotcha. of this
0: person gotcha. when I have my own stuff? Gotcha. Or you know, and then you sitting there, you know, hawking on someone else's and I'm just using possessions as an example, um, and you sitting there hawking on somebody else, and you know that
1: makes okay, so then that makes sense. it does make you take a beat and step back and yeah. say, let me check um so as a so this can be you know, I guess because they said you should you know kind of dive deeper into why you're feeling this jealousy. Um, they say it could be a signal or a wake up call that a valued relationship is in danger and the steps that you may need to take to regain, um, the control or, you know, or affection or whatever of a mate, a friend or, or a partner. Um sometimes jealousy is seen as a very necessary emotion because it preserves social bonds and motivates some people to engage in behaviors that maintain important relationships. Um And then some of the signs of jealousy can include accusations, suspicion, questioning your day-to-day activities. I don't know. I still, uh, the, the for me, I don't see, and this is me, and we'll talk about why, I just don't see jealousy as a necessary emotion. I just mm-hmm. don't. And maybe that's because I've never really subscribed to the feeling of jealousy, mm-hmm. but, um, but, but let's get to envy and then we'll, we'll circle back around to that.
0: <laughs> all right. So, um, the anatomy. Oh, so oh. the
1: anatomy of, yeah. Oh, right. So I'm supposed to go into <laughs> the anatomy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm telling you this extra hour has thrown me. Off. It's, it's, all totally. good.
0: it's all good
1: so okay so with the anatomy of envy right we just got through jealousy now. right um envy is a self de- is self-defeating because there will always be someone who has it better than we do and that's those are facts mm-hmm. there's always going to be someone yeah. who has more money that's going to look better drive a better car right. have a better house have a better husband have better children have better weight, have a better education better booty get better weight
0: better boo all, know,
1: that. all the things always... that we
0: try to fix all the stuff that we try to fix ourselves Someone else got it better.
1: Right. And I think social media then just exasperates those feelings yes. of envy because it shows you images of people's lives in small chunks and doesn't give you the full picture.
0: Right. I think so, it is ramped. I think this is timely because in, in this world of digital lack of attention,
1: mm-hmm. envy and
0: jealousy make, I would say, envy makes Instagram run. Because yeah. people have the snapshots of their lives and the snapshots of their bodies and filters and trips and all that other stuff. And it's not real, but people become envious of it and then they try to attain it
1: right by means sometimes
0: right. which are not always the best
1: no and 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 unfortunately, a lot of people who feel envious are the people who feel like less love, less admirable, mm-hmm. less worthy um because they, there's already a feeling that you are lacking in some right. area. Um and so if you look at it from that context then envy would be the enemy of love, right? The uh what do you call the villains, the arch nemesis. Yes, arch nemesis, right? yes. Um <clears throat> so here are some symptoms of envy. Um, you're feeling offended at the talents or good fortunes of another person, mm. Um, selfish forms of competition or rivalry, mm. taking pleasure in the distress of others, passive aggressive backstabbing, attributing false motives to others. Um, I feel like envy you see a lot more in, and I hate to say this, in female, yes. um, let me not say female, I hate that, women, relationships women have with other women.
0: Yeah. I'm inclined to agree with you on that one.
1: And I think there's also that with men. So let me mm-hmm. say this. I feel like you see those in same sex relationships, meaning re- friendships. Mm-hmm. I, see, I think you see envy a lot more, surface a lot more. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, because women can, some women can get very catty, very like, mm-hmm. you know, <clears throat> or, you know, you see situations like I like him, but he don't like me. He likes her. Why he don't like me? Why mm-hmm. does he like her? Type of situation. Yeah. Um. And,
0: and that person could but, just be mind their business, and now that person's hating on the other person, and exactly. they don't even know why. And you getting grilled. You getting um gritted on, and you're like, "What did I do?"
1: Right. Right. Um. And it's said that the envious cannot love others. So it kind of almost sounds like there's a bit of narcissism there as well. Mm -hmm. Um, But maybe not. Um, Maybe that's something we can dive a little deeper into. But they're bitter and want bad for others. (coughs) Um, Because they feel like if if you start doing bad, it makes them feel better. And it elevates them and increases their own status. Um, And then trying to truly love someone else would lower their own self-worth, which is grounded in self-perceived status, than true worth and value. So basically what that means is like, if I if I love you and you have all of these things mm-hmm. and these things you have, I don't have, then my self-worth somehow is lowered and, and who I am as a person is lowered because I don't have the same things as you.
0: Mm-hmm. So I can't
1: love you. Like a lot of those people tend to want to be with, who are doing worse than them
0: Because yeah. it
1: makes them feel superior yeah. Right Why do I want to be with someone who Has all of these things Right Like if I feel offended at the talents or good fortune of other people It's going to be hard for me to love that person
0: Right Because you're just going to be like sitting there Brooding all day about what they have and what exactly.
1: you don't Exactly You can yeah. be a bit, a bit better Betty or being miserable mm. Um And you know the sense of self worth with the the individuals who are envious is a bit unstable, so it kind of short circuits their kind of ability to love others and and rejoice with them. And, and rejoicing mean like celebrate their win, right? Like, well, maybe look at your relationships with people. Are there are there relationships where you are having friendships with people and they never celebrate your wins?
0: I, I had a, I had an acquaintance like that and i had just gotten to a place in my life where i was moving along well and they came to see one of my apartments that i had and they were like oh must be nice i was like ah. i i was kind of taken aback cuz i was excited and then that was the tone that was set because there was clearly envy there because i knew this person Was not in a position to do what I just did. And I wasn't bragging. It was no humble brag or anything like that. But once they came into the space, they were like, oh, well, this must be nice for you to be able to do da-da-da-da-da. Or when some people will say, oh, it must be nice when your parents can do all that for you or something to that effect.
1: Right, but it also could be sometimes we need to check ourselves, mm-hmm. like if your friend has something that happened good to them, how are you feeling? Right. Do you get it? Do you Are you really happy to celebrate their win, or are you feeling a little, Ugh. Right. Ugh. I don't. And that's yeah, all I'm, on you.
0: That is all with, on you. Nothing to do with them. At all.
1: And that's why I said what I said about envy and jealousy. Like, I feel like maybe in my early teens, no late teens, early twenties, still trying to figure out who I was and who I am. There probably were, there definitely was. Let me not lie. Let me shame the devil. I probably, <laughs> let me stop saying probably. A bitch was jealous <laughs> at some time.
0: We are Feeling in
1: immature relationships and whatever. That probably that stop saying probably, Zarifa. Check yourself. <laughs> you were jealous in your twenties. <laughs> And probably, I could say probably envious of certain situations Mm -hmm. in your 20s. Mm -hmm. I would say when I got into my 30s, early 30s, I probably still experienced maybe some envy at some juncture. Mm -hmm. Because again, like you said, just starting out, if you feel like other people... If you haven't figured out your own work, mm-hmm. you are probably looking at how other people are moving along in life at a speed that you're not capable of mm-hmm. in that moment. Mm-hmm. Um, And then just be envious of the journey that they are on. Right. And feel like you can't, you haven't, you won't be able to take that journey. Right. Um, I feel like, why no in this, this late 30s, early 40s, eh, no. I can't <laughs> ever say that I felt either either one of those at any given time. I just don't subscribe to those emotions because I feel like those are definitely fleeting emotions. And those emotions don't really have anything to do with the other person. Mm-hmm. Those emotions have more to do with me. And I've learned through therapy and through other means to stop projecting my feelings Mm -hmm. about my own self onto other people yeah that is work that I have done and so I'm proud to be able to say no I have not experienced those things in my late 30s 40s because I have learned to stop projecting on other people Mm -hmm. why am I projecting if I feel like shit that's me that's not you so I see you buy a seven bedroom house and I'm living in an apartment, a studio apartment. That mm. ain't got shit to do with you at man. all. At so all. why am I then getting mad or jealous or envy for that? That's not my path. That's yeah. not my journey. So I'm not gonna project my shit on you. You're an in- mm. you're an innocent in this. Or yeah. I'm looking at your relationship or your marriage or your whatever, and I'm saying, wow, I want that. But I don't know really what's What's at the root of all that, what's going on with all that. And again, that doesn't have anything to do with you. That Mm -hmm. has everything to do with me. And that's hard. I ain't going to say it's easy. Don't let me. It is. But I'm going to let you down bragging because this is definitely something that I can see the benefit of going through therapy. (laughs) Cause and... I just don't subscribe to those. I just don't. Right. If I feel those feelings, if I were to start to feel that, I ch- I would check myself quick. Yeah. Whoa, 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 but whoa! But you have the wherewithal
0: now, though. Before, yeah, yeah, not I, so didn't, much. I
1: didn't. Yeah, that's why I said, let me stop lying and say yes. You definitely felt those in your twenties, mm-hmm. and you definitely felt that in your early thirties. But once you got yourself. To, and I want to say this, too, because somebody mentioned this to me and then I saw something that was very timely about this. It's a side note, but it's not. Don't think somebody told me that they had a conversation about therapy and church and how they were very deeply rooted in a church growing up mm-hmm. and their family thinks in affront that they would go to therapy. And then I saw this clip from, I think it was like Taraji P Henson and it was like, stop thinking that going to therapy is an affront to God. It is not. Right. It is not. He gave you that tool to thank assist. you. Like a, a tool to assist you. Faith without
0: works is dead. You got to do something with it.
1: So yes, you can still worship God and go to God and pray but you can also supplement that. Thank you. With some therapy. That's why you go to the doctor.
0: Right. You know, just, that's why you go get your car looked at. Because you don't know how to fix it. Do you? No. Do you? No, you do not. So you but go God to... Gave, God, God gave somebody the talent to go get a mechanic to fix it for you. So mm-hmm. express that as well. And one thing you were saying about where you were and and people projecting. One thing that I've heard... Um, that is along with the female cattiness is if a woman puts herself together like she should and steps out the house confident, not holding her head down. People will the whole hate and oh, you think you cute? Oh, you think you this? Oh, that's like I've never understood that whole mindset, but I'm seeing it in the context of what we're talking about.
1: Because but, yes. again, that has nothing to do with that Exactly. Person. But it has everything to do with how the other individual is projecting their feelings of inadequacy onto right. that person.
0: Right. And then you get the stank face or the rest and bitch right. face. Oh, you think you're cute? Um, yes, I do. But I didn't have to tell you that. That's what you gathered. And if that's what you gathered, then that's gathered, what I'm giving
1: you. I remember having a conversation with, some, with a friend about um, a pro, some problems that I had with a friend at mm-hmm. one point in my life. And they said, well, you know why that person was always having issues with you? And I was like, no, because they were envious of you. And I was like, why would they be envious of me? And then that bothered me because I'm like, I don't want that shit on Mm -hmm. me. And they said, well, you it's the way you move through life. Yeah. Like you have a it's it's and that's what I'm saying. Sometimes people aren't even upset or envious of things that you have. Yeah. Or relationships that you hold. Sometimes it's about the confidence that you are. Able to exhibit because some people feel like you're in a position where you shouldn't feel confident, and the fact that you out here moving and, and shaking like you don't mm-hmm. have these other issues, but is who do front think you are? Them. Mm-hmm. Right, it is a front to them. Who do you think you are mm-hmm. to be out here living life the way you've been living life? Because mm-hmm. I'm still really a God's should... children,
0: that's what I am. That's how I'm a God's child. <laughs> <laughs>
1: That's the insight That's the insight But moving on But moving on
0: I'm just saying I'm just saying And envy is a deadly sin Also so I think a lot of people um, Try to squelch it Because if if they're into the church They try not to Have it out as much or, Or display it because I feel yeah. like
1: church folks sometimes be the more who's envious. I mean, that's where I was going with nice. that, but
0: you know, <laughs> because sometimes mm, let, but that's a, mm, that's that's a whole a, that's other a- conversation.
1: <laughs> right,
0: whole, We need to do a show on that one. Anyway, moving on. So jealousy, the good, the bad, the feelings, right. And all that comes with it. So some, some research that we've done has identified a lot of root causes of extreme jealousy, now there's varying levels of jealousy, but the extreme jealousy with low self-esteem, high neuroticism. So you know some folks that you come in t- to contact with, and they're just kind of all over the place, and they everything is self-centered. You're like, you're just neurotic. You just think everything in the world revolves around you, and it does mm-hmm. not. Um, feelings of possessing others. Um, this came into play kind of when, you know, one of our last episode with um, intimate partner violence. When some abusers feel that they own the abusee, and that's level of possession that comes with, unfortunately, sometimes with, with physical abuse. Um, and that's usually around p- romantic partners. Or when you have situations where they're stockish, and they feel that they possess you, and if they see you with anybody else, you know, I mean, it goes, the intention can go left. And then also, this is a big one, I think, for jealousy that people don't, I think, really realize. The fear of abandonment, like, and that goes with, like, if you're going to be replaced. People feel like you're going to be replaced with something else. Um, and then why can't you hold on to that person? And that calls that person to be possessive. And they all are linked to each other. And it kind of becomes a cycle. Um, but though, uh, jealousy has always been known to be very damaging. Just look at Lifetime, look at For My Man, look at Snapped, any of those shows. If you watch them for the first couple minutes, jealousy and envy are a common thread in some way, shape, or form that lead to a violent end. Um, It can compel somebody to monitor you, i.e. stalking their communication, where you're at, what you're doing, who you with. Um, and it unfortunate and, and lower their self-esteem, the person that you're stalking so that they stay close to you. Uh, and then then I, like I mentioned, behave violently. So one thing that I was wondering when we were looking this up, are men more jealous than women? Um, and I wouldn't based on some of the research, men and women both feel jealousy, but some evidence suggests in the context of romantic relationships, Men feel greater jealousy about sexual infidelity, real or perceived, and women feel more jealousy about emotional infidelity. Which that, I think that is that a huge, sense. you know, point because you think about with men having their prowess, their sexual mm-hmm. prowess. So if you and you know, and we've talked about this thing before, um, men can't handle half the stuff that we women go through. Like they, they would not be able to handle it at all. Like they're too emotionally fragile. They're just because the ego just plays such a prominent part in their life and it ties to their emotion, they can't handle it. Right. So they like, let for instance, let a woman step out on a dude once. You know time. a lot
1: of if there are men that's listening to this, they like, you know, screw you, Natalie. That's okay.
0: I'm okay with that. Because think about it. In in this example, if a woman steps out on a man once that man is done with her. She a hoe. She a tramp. But let a man cheat on a woman, baby. I'm sorry. Let's make this work. You know, I love you. Da da, da. And it's the emotional ties that will make a woman be like, okay, well, maybe I could do. But the, let him let it. That's what I'm saying. On the flip side, men can't handle that.
1: And see, I I, I so I agree. At a, I I agree to a point. I, I I feel like. Well, I agree to. I do. I do agree to a point. You're right that 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 there are situations where that is absolutely accurate, that as soon as if a woman cheats on a man, that's it's a wrap. Mm -hmm. Like there is no coming back. Right. Not always. It's not a blanket
0: statement. It's just
1: there's
0: there's situations where that has been the case.
1: Right. I feel like a lot of low vibrational. (laughs) Well, no, no, I'm not going to say that. I just feel like women are more nurturing creatures, which mm-hmm. allows us to have a more forgiving yeah. nature. And I think we've been taught and raised—not this new generation. <laughs> <laughs> this new generation has no fucks to give; they're not whatsoever forgiving. at they're all. They're not even getting you're not even getting in the door, okay? No. but I feel like a lot of us have been taught that you are just supposed to forgive and forget, and you mm-hmm. know how I feel about that. Um, I don't believe in forgiving and forgetting. I just don't. Mm-hmm. I think it's a toxic way to deal with hurt and trauma. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, you're supposed to remember and what would you always say?
0: You you forgive, but don't forget. No, no?
1: I say remember and...
0: Repent? Say like, I, <laughs> I don't know. Not,
1: remember <laughs> and... Not.
0: Remember and you keep repenting. I am not remember it, so you need to keep repenting. <laughs> I don't know, yeah. I just I'm gonna
1: remember what I said. I'm gonna go and look and remember what I said. But I don't believe in forgiving and forgetting. Um, but any, but 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 go ahead. Would you said that, um, yes, 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 that is true. Women will tend to be more jealous over emotional mm-hmm. infidelity, right? Because I if a man it.
0: takes or their partner, I just and we're sitting in the female context now, but. If a woman can see that her male partner has taken the time to engage with someone on an emotional level, that is a huge can be seen as a huge violation to the woman. Because for all intents and purposes, whether we like it or not, some men can just go out and, and have sex and no emotional ties and it right. just be done. And it was, I just needed to get off. I'm not condoning it. It's just a behavior trait for some men. Whereas for women, if they're being infidel, being practicing infidelity, when it's on an emotional tip, if you are a man, God help you, because sometimes that woman that, is gone. Because that's
1: true, that is true. Yeah, and I remember it is remember and recover, yeah. not forgive and forget.
0: That's what it that was. Is I my, do remember that is
1: my. That's how I live my life. You remember and recover because you're never going to forget what somebody did. Think about the most egregious thing somebody has ever done to you. Have you forgotten it? No. You never forget that shit. And have you, sometimes you don't even forgive that person for doing the most egregious shit. You remember what they did, but then you recover from it. Right. right. Because remembering it will allow you to to not get into those situations right? But recovering from the shit that they've done allows you to fully heal and not have that trauma keep revisiting itself Fair in enough. everything that you do right. so no I don't believe in forgive and forget it's, it's a lie it's a misnomer nobody, for, nobody forgets
0: you'll yeah. never forget yeah
1: never. Yeah,
0: that is true you really don't cause that yeah I was about to say something but I'm not even gonna go there today yeah,
1: you never forget
0: No. You don't. And it it depends on how you categorize that in going forward so that you can move through it and past it. But it'll still be there to remind you as a lesson to not go... It's kind of like when you hit a a stove. You're going to remember that shit was hot, so you're not going to do it again.
1: And so you never
0: go back. Right.
1: And you recover from it by doing the work that you need to heal that wound that happened from you touching that hot ass stove.
0: Exactly. Exactly. So... So, so we kind of talked about the relationship part, right? We kind of went into it. So is jealousy good or bad for relationships? But if there's unwarranted jealousy, it can cause unrest and dissatisfaction. Um, and I mentioned the whole Snapped, any show on Lifetime. Clearly that is unwarranted. Some of that is unwarranted jealousy and and comes from stuff that the other person is dealing with and they're projecting that on you. And unfortunately... Um, sometimes you end up being the victim of something that is going on in someone else's head of perception and that's their reality
1: I'm taking, as you can tell this episode, I probably take a lot of I take offense to a lot of shit in this episode because (laughs) I just I guess it's the way my mind is set up my mother always told me this for a relationship if you aren't doing anything you're not doing anything you're not cheating, you're not doing shit you're just living your life and being with your person. If that person's consistently accusing you of doing something, red flag, they're probably doing something. Ding, ding, ding. So that's why I move the way I move. Why am I going to be jealous when I'm not doing anything? If I start to get jealous, that means that something's going on and you need to check me. I just don't mm. get that way. I just can't. It's hard for me. But, but on the flip side, when you were saying is this good or bad for a relationship, mm-hmm. there are some people who function in this world yeah. with jealousy being a factor that the person is really into them. Right. I don't need you to be jealous yeah. to think that you are really into me. Yes, I don't need that.
0: That is so true. You
1: Keep that low vibrational shit on that side. I don't need that okay and the reason why I say that is because there's so many other ways that you can show the person that you truly love them you truly care for them Mm -hmm. than to pop off because you see me talking to some random person that I've never introduced you to I don't know I could have gotten stopped on the street somebody's asking me for directions you come around the corner because we were supposed to meet and now you think that I'm dealing with this person just because I'm having a conversation with them
0: yeah
1: yeah I know some of you girls are tussling right now, like, no, I, I like my partner a little spicy. When <laughs> a little spicy. Me, like, when they get a little jealous, I feel like, ew, he really loves mm-hmm. me. Uh, or She really loves me. Eh. That, for me, sometimes is a red flag.
0: That don't mean it. Why
1: are you <laughs> all in your feelings over that? I don't get it. I just don't. I think it's home. just kind of one of those
0: natural things when you, it's, and then possession comes into play. Like, that's mine. Even though it may not be yours in true sense, but... Why is somebody messing with my stuff?
1: And that's a okay. Let me just because I'm about to go all the way left into my new wave of thinking. (laughs) I've just been doing research and reading some stuff. I don't think I nobody belongs to me. I agree. My child doesn't even belong to me. She was, I am a, I was a vessel for her to come into this world, but she is not mine to possess or to hold. And once you start thinking that, that allows you to allow people to make whatever decisions it is they're going to make. And then when they make those decisions, you'll be okay and be right with it. Mm -hmm. Right. If heaven forbid my husband comes in today and says, I want a divorce. I don't own that man. Right. I would hope that that wasn't uh, that wouldn't be the case, but I don't own that man. Mm-hmm. I can't. What am I? I don't. You know what I'm saying? Like, you get older, and your child comes and says, "You know what? I don't. I don't want to be here anymore with you. I'm going off on my own." You don't own that child. Mm-hmm. They can do what they want. And once you understand that, then it's easier to understand why people make the decisions that they make. Right. And I know for some people that does come off. I've heard it. Trust me, I don't need anybody coming into my DMs or my comments telling me you sound cold or you sound like you don't care. I do. I love abundantly. But I also understand that the love that I give may not always be reciprocated or appreciated. And so maybe that's why I don't subscribe to some of these emotions Mm -hmm. because I understand that there's a higher, greater purpose for all of this. But I'm not judging anybody who feels that way. Right. I'm not pointing the finger and saying that you're a little vibrational if you feel jealousy or envy. Right.
0: Or if that is what gets you off. But it's that, I don't even think it's, I mean yeah, it's just not a good look and then sometimes it comes so fast that you don't even realize it. Mm-hmm. Because it's such a quick emotion and you feel it in your gut and you're like, what is this? Oh, I'm jealous. And some right. people don't know that's that's what they're feeling. And then they don't know how to right.
1: concentrate
0: it into something productive or they they really just don't know what to do with it, right. you know, and, and then it, it, it manifests in sometimes very unhealthy behavior that is consistently repeated.
1: Well, it's good that you said that because it's just like, if you are somebody who is dealing with the jealousy or, or Finds themselves being jealous Mm -hmm. over certain situations. How can you deal with that? Right. right? You can, um, you just acknowledging its presence Mm -hmm. can help ward off future feelings and strengthening the whatever relationship it is that this jealousy is showing up in. Right. Right. Um, You can stop. Because this is a big one, right? When we're talking about romantic relationships, a lot of us have have been in situations where we felt jealous of the partner's past relationships, mm-hmm. right? Like, why is this... There's a like retro, retrospective jealousy or retroactive... <laughs> I'm retroactively <laughs> feeling jealous about this. Uh, but retrospective jealousy, right? Um, yes, recognizing that these feelings are normal, but... Why are you, but interrogating this person about a relationship that they're no longer in doesn't serve any purpose. All yeah. it's going to do is exasperate the feelings of jealousy. Because yeah. What do you want to hear? Like they were in a relationship before you and that relationship either ended really badly or they ended on good terms. Right. Like what else do you need to know now? Granted, there is some information I feel like you should get from your partner about their past relationship. So you can understand the dynamic of how this person handles conflict and resolves conflict and communicates mm-hmm. and things like that but outside of that there's not a lot of what else do you need right. to know like did you tell that person that you love them bitch I was in a relationship with her of for five years what the hell you think like,
0: right <laughs> y'all enjoy each other's company yes
1: no I hate I, I hated being around her I hated being around him I just What do you want them to tell you? Right. And then if they do tell you something like that, then you're thinking, because you're already going into the situation insecure, oh, God, if that's the case, are they with me because they feel like... (sighs) like, It's a rabbit hole.
0: Don't do it. it Try to stay away, Um, back away from the rabbit hole.
1: Sometimes it's important to get to the bottom of things. Why are yes. you feeling jealous? Being very specific about the root of your jealousy can be very illuminating, right? Mm-hmm. Some people could do that on their own. Some people need to have <coughs> some some other tool to help them sort that out. Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes get a second opinion. Sometimes you could be feeling some type of way over a situation. You go to one of your friends, like, should I be feeling this way? Mm-hmm. And they're going to tell you, girl, boy, yes, or girl, boy, no. Sometimes now, it's a good have- or a
0: bad thing because that's that. that- That person you go to,
1: that part. That that person person you go to, right,
0: that person may be envious of your situation, and they're delighting in the fact that you are feeling this way, and now that person is going to delight in giving you the wrong answer or hyping you up and filling your head with stuff, because they don't know shit about the whole situation, but they're going to hype you up, and they're just happy to see you in distress.
1: That's true. Yeah. Um, that is true. Those are facts. Um, you can give it an expiration date. So one of the things that I do for myself when I'm feeling like sad or like something happens and it doesn't work out in my favor and I have like strong emotions over, right? Like, so I get, say I get passed over for a job that I really wanted or say that, um, I just had something has happened that has caused me some intense feelings. I give it an expiration date, meaning I sit in it, mm-hmm. I deal with those feelings and then I move on. Right, I don't carry that stuff consistently, and so maybe that's what some people have to do with jealousy. When you get that feeling, give it an expiration date. Feel it in the moment. Feel it for the amount of time that you need to feel it, and then let it go. Right, because sometimes you need to feel all the feels.
0: I think you need. Yes, I think you. Most people should be present with their feelings. Yeah, just don't stay there forever. But I think part of the issue of why some folks don't know nowadays don't know how to cope with certain things is because they don't know how to deal with the feelings that they're feeling so they lash out which is going back to my
1: earlier point when I was talking about teaching my child Mm -hmm. how to express her emotions I feel like if you do that at a very early age they learn as they get older that It's okay to express how I feel. It doesn't mean that the situation is going to change or I'm going to get what I want. And like, let's be clear, Charlie's, I don't, I don't tolerate disrespect. So when Charlie is telling me her feelings, sometimes we revisit it. Sometimes I let it go. And then I come back to her and I said, okay, so what happened early? Why were you so upset? Mm -hmm. Explain to mommy what you were feeling in that moment. And then she'll tell me, I was angry at you. Because you didn't give me what I want. And then I tell her, do you see how silly that sounds? You're mad because you did something wrong. And mommy told you you're not getting rewarded for that. Do you see how silly that sounds? Of course, she's forced. She don't really understand. Because she's going to do the same shit tomorrow. But... (laughs) (laughs) you have to keep be consistent about it right because when she gets older what I don't want is her to have there's going to be a breakdown of communication when she gets to be a teenager I'm already expecting it I'm not wishing it or putting it out there but we all know hormones teenagers girls I was a young teen I was a teenager at one point I know what 14 15 16 is it's going to be some problems but hopefully we can mitigate those issues early by having the conversations that we need to have, right. right? And her being able to express how she feels. Like you said, feel the feels. I tell her, you want to feel like that? Go ahead. Cry. Do whatever. But at some point you got to get yourself out of
0: right. it. Right. Get yourself together. Gather right? yourself. Right. Like, Go over
1: there. Sit down. Count to 10. Get your breathing in order and then come back. Right. Gather. See yeah. how you want to feel. Yeah. But I never tell her her feelings are invalid. Right. I never say that you're crazy. Girl, be quiet. Yes. Like now sometimes I'll be playing around with her. But when it comes to her really feeling how she feels, mm-hmm. I never say, girl, you, you tripping. Right. You doing like sometimes I'll tell her you're doing too much.
0: <laughs> right.
1: I will tell her you're doing too much right now. You're doing a little too much. Right. You feel how you want to feel. But you're you, you you borderline. And, you're, doing, uh, you're doing
0: way too much, ma'am.
1: You are. Um, But so feel the feels. If you feel jealous, feel it. Feel the feels. But then let it go. Off and, and,
0: and move on. Right. you think you could do that with envy? Well, you know, some people do. Some, you know, it's reflecting. When you're dealing with envy, folks are reflecting on their basic worth and dignity as human beings. And, you know, it can really help or hinder how you see your self worth if you bring envy into the picture. But how you how you can really deal with it in some respects is reflect on who we envy. And mm. who are we envying? And this will tell us how we define our own identity and where we feel vulnerable. This was one we were just talking about. Practice not comparing. We talked about it earlier. Don't compare yourself to others as, as a way to engineer and measure your self-worth. And I know like when we were um, probably in our mid-30s and we saw people that were, Maybe ahead of us, um, not socially, but professionally. Mm. That's a point I think that a lot of folks come into play with. Like, well, I should be at this mm. point by this age. I should be making this much money. I should have a house. I should have a husband. I should have a car or something. All of those things that, and then you feel some type of way that you don't. When you see someone else who does, who's your same age, and it looks like they the whole world is at their feet. but mm-hmm. And it still is the point. You don't know what that person did to get there. Good, bad, right. or indifferent—you right. you really don't know—or how much they busted their their tail. But you know, learn to appreciate your excellence, your own excellence. Just because it's Tuesday, take stock, appreciate where you are, where you've come, how far you've come, and what you've done to get there, and acknowledge that you put in the work to do some of those things that you, that you may be envious of somebody else. But basically, checking yourself and acknowledging. Mm-hmm what you have, where you are, um, and celebrate the excellence exemplified by others. Basically, we're talking about when your friends or loved ones have gotten a huge accomplishment, are you genuinely, genuinely be happy for that person? Like, take stock and that's a beautiful thing for that person without bringing into who you are, because otherwise, you're making it about you and not that person, right? And, you know, try not to take that person down a notch, like with underhanded comments, check yourself. Like, Oh, that's, that's nice. You only got first place, not excellent place or whatever. I know that's not an excellent place, but you know what I'm saying? And you know, what about, <laughs> and what should you do, you know, if you feel envious of your partner, you know, and, and we talked about taking stock about being honest with your feelings, try to look at the underlying issues. Are there inequalities within the relationship? or personal feelings of inadequacy that are driving those feelings when you compare yourself to your partner. You know, look at developing a hobby. Maybe you have too much time on your hands to sit there and be wondering what they're doing and how they have it and what they don't have. You know, certain things that can build up your self-esteem for yourself, something that's concrete that you can kind of hang your hat on. And, you know, in, engage in different activities so you're around other things and other people and shared shared goods and experiences that you can kind of take pride in. And, you know, not and not make it a competition, genuinely sharing the experience, not try to make it who's better than who in the situation. And, you know, friendship is one of those shared situations where you engage and genuinely invest in that other person, not contingent upon what that other person has and what you're trying to seek or attain by what that person may be displaying. And in, engage in hidden love, hidden acts of loving service. So doing stuff for people without adoration or celebration. You know, because some people do things just because they want some attention. But take some time and do something for someone just because. It's a nice day. And, you know, it doesn't involve any competitiveness when you're just doing something for someone nice without the extra brouhaha. And mm-hmm. then, you know, the big thing I would say, and it all comes down to this, practice gratitude.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Practice gratitude. Be intentional every day. Focus on the everyday gifts and blessings that you have. You know, see the good in what you do and be less concerned about what everybody else is doing. I know I know. for me this... this not that it hasn't been true before, but this past year, um, as I'm approaching my year anniversary for my brain surgery, there are certain things that you really take stock of and you enjoy the moment. You really enjoy people's, pre- you know, company, or you're outside and look at the sun, or go shopping and not really go shopping, just walk around and be in amazement of different relationships and things that you mm-hmm. see. You know, taking stock and just. Having your your girlfriends around, or, or the place that you live, that you have a roof over your head, that you have a job, um, or you have a career—all of those things that you, a lot of us take for granted—and the blessings that come with things every single day. Because if you you if you are have if you have all the time to do um to to appreciate the goodness in your life, you're not gonna have time to do the other stuff. And feel envious exactly. as much. I'll say that because it's, it's a natural emotion. But you'll be a lot more in a better he- mindset to appreciate where you are. And jealousy and envy can't creep into you, into that mindset. Right.
1: So I'll say I think that this episode was really insightful it was insightful for me mm-hmm. a lot of y'all probably walk away like Zarifa is a hippity-dippity or Zarifa on that bullshit who knows but I hope that you know it's been informative that you learned some things like we did especially with the fact that we did not know that envy and jealousy were not synonymous mm-hmm. um, but with that we're going to go take a quick break and come back with the last of the tea with your hood dolly And we are back. So this is the last of the tea with your hood, Dalai Lama. And I am your hood, Dalai Lama. The wicked envy, the wicked envy and hate. It is their way of admiring. Victor Hugo. And the reason why I picked that, I don't know. <laughs> but.
0: <laughs> I didn't pick that. I don't know.
1: Uh, but just realize that sometimes envy does come off as, I mean, we in, a, in you know, our community use hating and that's yeah. synonymous for jealousy and envy. right hating is synonymous yeah. okay with either of those they are used interchangeably it um, is gonna hate they are gonna hate and we never talked about how it feels to have people direct that hate to yeah us we've talked more about it going outward mm-hmm. just know that sometimes that's a way of person's real way of admiring you. they yeah. don't know but sometimes it's deep it's rooted in something that's deeper than what you even are fully aware of. Mm. I will just say that, you know, a lot of these two emotions personally, in my opinion, are just more so reflections of what that person feels about themselves and isn't really, I say, geared towards you specifically. Mm -hmm. Although you may at times be the brunt of the negative response, emotions that that person is feeling from those feelings right and if you are somebody who feels those feelings kind of do some self reflection and figure out why journal when you feel those feelings figure out what around the situation made you feel that way Mm -hmm. and then get to the root of that and solve that and then we'll all be happier for it
0: there you go so with that being said thank you for joining us this week on sip and tea with nat and z you can follow us on instagram at sip tea underscore nat and z underscore pod and on facebook at sip and tea nat and z to get information on upcoming podcast topics guests and news thanks for listening and catch us next episode where we get into mommy daddy issues y'all have a good week and try not to be envious or jealous of anybody okay okay